Are you a badass photographer looking to create a life that sets your soul on fire? If the answer is hell yes, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Camera Queens podcast, where we talk about showing up, making bank, and finding focus in who the F you are. I'm your host, Belle Vidigliani, here to break the rules, guide you on your rebellious journey toward a lit up life, and celebrate your successful photography business. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome to the Camera Queens podcast. Today is a solo episode and I am riffing about ADHD and photographers because I know so many creatives and photographers who have ADHD, whether it's been diagnosed or undiagnosed, and I just think we need to talk about it more. I know for me personally, I didn't really want to even acknowledge the possibility uh, about, you know, being neurodivergent. And I was like, nah, nah. And then, you know, having a million and one friends literally saying, I think you have it. I'm like, all right, cool. I just had this stigma around it and I just felt really uh, shame. Like there was so much shame around it and I, I just really didn't want any, I don't like labels to be honest. And I think sometimes we can use a label as an excuse to not get our shit together. And I'm not devaluing anyone or devalidating anyone's experience. It's not what I'm doing at all. But sometimes I think when we do get a label of something, the human brain likes to make excuses and we could go, cool, I'm always late because of my ADHD, right? And I'm like, actually, yes, that can potentially be, we get distracted quite easily Um, Even now I'm not following what I wanted to say. And um, yeah, we go off on tangents quite a bit. Well, that's my, this is my personal experience, but there are ways that we can actually uh, survive in a world that's not designed for us. And there are apps and there are clocks and there are timers and alarms and things we can actually do that I'm going to personally talk about. So disclaimer, before I get into this, I am no doctor. I'm not a medical professional. You um, can go and seek that out for yourself and do all the things. Um, I'm purely speaking from my personal experience and the things that I have noticed within myself. And that is all I'm going to say about that. So ADHD, oh, where do we start? I have looked at some statistics and about 6 to 7% of the Australian population have been diagnosed with ADHD. And I can imagine that the rate of that is a lot higher because a lot of people um, haven't been officially diagnosed with it. And I want to talk about how we can have this and look at it, especially if you're looking at it as a negative thing, because I know for me, things can get really overwhelming really quickly and I can get overstimulated and need a lot of downtime. And whether that's just a personality thing or whether it's ADHD, 
yep, I'm not too sure, but I'm just saying this is just for me personally with my personality. And I can find that things that other people seem to do really well or that come easily to them, such as cooking dinner, feeding themselves, booking an appointment, just something really basic like that. I find things like that can be actually debilitating. And also if I am engrossed in a task that I'm interested in, I do forget to sometimes feed myself, feed my family, cook dinner, like just do the basic things. And then this shame spiral can start because I start criticizing myself or, you know, why is your room still messy? Why haven't you put this away? Why is every cupboard door open and you've only half unpacked the dishwasher? Like there are just so many things and I can just get I can like really pick on myself about it. And so this episode is for you ADHDers who are creatives and you're doing the damn thing and you're living life and I see you, I hear you, and I just want to normalize um, normalize the stuff that we go through, but also give you some benefits of how I'm turning ADHD into my fucking superpower. And I hope you do too. So let's talk a little bit about all of the cool things about having ADHD. So I get into hyper-focus. So if I'm excited by something and my attention just wants to go on that project, I can literally whip up a workshop and start selling it on the same day. Like if I'm so excited by it, I'll give you an example. When I came up with the idea of Daydreamers, which is a non-workshop workshop, which is where I have, it's a styled shoot with a couple of muses and I choose the location. I choose the outfits. We go to an amazing place and I open it up to six to 12 photographers and we all go and shoot. So I'm not actually teaching anything Um, but really I do like, we do talk about lighting. We do talk about posing. We do talk about, uh, connecting audience, like all the things, um, connecting to my audience as in my model. And, you know, people can actually ask me questions and it's just a beautiful way of being creative, of being slow, of being intentional. And I'm probably talking about this way too long, but I, when I discovered that I wanted to come up with this idea, I literally was able to do it in a couple of hours. And I think I started selling it and it sold out within 24 hours because I'm just, when I'm lit up by something, people feel it and they want to be a part of it, um, which is amazing, right? The downside of that is you can forget to, to um, feed small children. But being a photographer and being in hyper-focus, it means that if you're excited by your project, by your gallery, you can sit there and edit for hours. You can really immerse yourself in that creative process um, for, you know, extended periods of time, which is really, really cool. Another benefit is just basically having um, creativity. 
So a lot of musicians and artists and people who are kind of not subscribing to maybe the normal, in inverted commas, uh, jobs or lifestyles, it's because they've really found that creative, like that creative process and, and they love it, you know, and they thrive off it and it's unconventional and they see things in a different way. And you can really be able to capture um, scenes in a way that maybe other people haven't, you know, thought of. And so as photographers with ADHD, we can really use that creativity to tap into things that are a little bit outside of the box or left of field, which is really cool. Um, Something else, which I think is such a superpower is spontaneity and that we can be impulsive. We can take maybe more risks than um, a neurotypical person and we can have a really cool shoot because of that, because we're not rigid in our thinking. We are open to um, innovation and just doing things a little bit differently and it can result in some beautiful, candid, real, raw um, you know, documentary, maybe more fo- like style f- photographs. Um, another thing I see as well is people with ADHD are very intuitive and we see things that maybe other people might not see or just those little details that often get overlooked. Um, and this can be really like even just that subtle change in expression or the emotion, you know, we can like look over and it's that decisive moment um, where, you know, someone else might be caught up in, you know, the bridal party doing something and you look over and there's just like uh, the groom and the groom or the groom and the bride or the bride and the bride, you know, having this like two second lost in each other's eyes, like hand touching hand or whatever it is. And it's just like, oh, right. And so you get this moment that maybe other people may not get, which is so cool. I think for me, that intuition was really beneficial as a birth photographer because birth is so just like you're on edge. You know, you you never know what is actually going to happen. It is fluid. You have to be adaptable. You have to be flexible. And so I think just that feeling of like, oh, something's happening or, oh, you know, the birthing person's going into transition or, oh, this person's moving there. I've got to move to the other side to get the shot. Um, I think that really came in handy with, uh, you know, my history as being a birth photographer. Um, And moving into that, you know, that adaptability that I just mentioned, we have to think on our feet. We have to be able to shift focus quickly, especially when you are in dynamic shooting environments such as a birth, such as a wedding, um, or, you know, working with small children or working with uh, dogs or animals. You need to be able to think on your feet, um, act fast, be able to, you know, change your settings, change lenses, all of the things, um, and that can be really advantageous if you um, find that you have ADHD and you can actually shift focus quite quickly, which is really cool. 
And I talked about this a little bit about seeing the details in things, but also, um, you know, as someone who has ADHD, I think I like angles and seeing things from, you know, just not that straight on view, like shooting down onto a model or shooting up onto a leg going right up, um, you know, really doing things that might be a little bit different or if you're using, um, you know, you might put glad wrap on your lens or you might just shoot through flowers or trees or shrubs just to get something that's a little bit different and that unique perspective can often result in images that stand out and, you know, evoke strong emotions in people, which is what we're doing, right? Um, I'll quickly talk about some things that have really helped me because what I personally struggle with is uh, time management and also getting distracted. So distraction is probably my one of my biggest um, ugh, bugbears and um, also feeling like I can't start a project because it feels it's too big. It's too overwhelming. So I'm going to talk about those three things right now and what I do to help overcome and to help me um, move forward. So time management, right. This has been one of my biggest things. I, my nickname was literally lastminute.com because I couldn't or I found planning anything in advance really tricky. And that includes you know, university um, projects or like anything that was, you know, it, it doesn't matter what it was. I just found anything uh, that was really, you know, uh, big or um, just that I had to get done. I left everything to the last minute. And I think I get motivated with a deadline um, and I've heard that a lot from other people who also have ADHD that we, we can't just have, oh, you know, your photos will be back. Don't worry about when they get, they come back, you know, take your time. That's the worst thing you can say to someone with ADHD because it would literally get put on the bottom of the pile and all the things that we find really exciting and shiny and we want to do and get us excited. Um, that will come first. So. Deadlines are actually really important. And if there is something that doesn't have a deadline, I actually ask for a deadline and um, create them myself. So time management tools that I use, um, I actually have um, ClickUp and I use that. It's got um, yeah, I just find it really easy. My I can communicate with my team and give them deadlines and we can, yeah, just basically use that platform. I get reminders as well, which is really cool. Um, another thing that I really love is just the Pomodoro technique, which is a timer, 25 minutes on, five minutes off. In that five minutes off, you basically can do whatever you like. So if you make a cup of tea, go to the toilet. That's always fun, isn't it? Um, but I actually do the house, like the house chores, the household chores in that five minutes. So throughout my whole day, if I'm doing that for a you know, six to eight hour period, I find that I can actually get quite a lot done in those five minutes. And because it's only five minutes, I'm like, cool, I can empty the dishwasher for, for five minutes. 
and I'm not going to get distracted in that time. Or I can fold washing for five minutes and I'm actually going to, you know, get more done than if I was like, okay, I'm going to stand here until the whole washing is sorted. It doesn't excite me. So it like I could literally take two hours to get a five minute job done. And in that 25 minutes, I can stay focused. And even when I don't want to do something, let's say I'm not in an editing frame of mind, I will sit there and go and actually just talk to myself and be like, cool, you just need to edit five photos. And then I find once I'm actually sat down and I've started and I'm just telling myself I only have to do five images, I find that I can get into that um, rhythm and keep going. And yeah, I, I just find it so much easier. All right. The next thing I want to talk about is distractions. So turn your phone off put it on silent, put it in a drawer, whatever you need to do. Take There's apps like Unroll It where you can actually have all your apps taken off your phone automatically. Um, you can have a do not disturb on. Like there are so many things that you can do now. Um, one day I actually put a post-it note on my phone and I tallied up every single time I picked my phone up. We find that we are actually doing this without thinking about it. It's become a subconscious pattern where we just pick up our phone and we're literally scrolling on Instagram, but we're not consciously doing it. So if you take away that absent kind of like unconscious scrolling, you are going to get so much more work done because you're not wasting time. Um, you know, you can put a note on the door. If I'm recording a podcast, I will put a note. So, you know, please don't interrupt or whatever it is. Um, there are so many things that you can do to, to not distract yourself. But for me personally, the phone is the biggest like catalyst for distracting me. Obviously it's all the apps. Yay. And let's talk about how big projects or something that you want to work on just feels too overwhelming. It feels too hard. It feels too much. You don't know where to start. And then you get into shutdown mode and you prefer to watch Blacklist for like the 10th time on Netflix, speaking from experience. So I find that if I've got something that I really want to work on, like a big project, I need to break it down into realistic bite-sized chunks that I can hit and it doesn't feel like it's been this big overwhelming, um, you know, monster. And also if I've given myself a deadline and the deadline's looming, I can get more and more anxious about it because I ha I like, I feel the shame of like, I haven't started the project yet. Why haven't I done it? Oh my gosh. Like you're meant to be this big, bad, you know, CEO making multiple six figures and you can't even get this thing done. And I can start to judge myself and criticize myself and go into the shame spiral. So I've learned now, no, we don't do that. We are a badass CEO and we can do these things. We just know that our brain works a little bit differently to other people and we may need help in, you know, teasing out how we're going to actually get it done. So giving myself longer to complete a bigger um 
you know, a bigger project has come in really handy. And I also ask for support. So if I've got, you know, someone in my team who can, who I can actually bounce ideas off, who I can sit with for an hour, um, you know, sometimes I'll do that. I'll be like, I just need you on Zoom. So I've got this accountability because for this hour, I've actually put it in my calendar that I'm going to be working on this project. And I don't want to not act, you know, I could spend an hour doing something else, but that accountability is, you know, what really helps me as well. So they are my tips uh, for living and running a amazing business, having ADHD. I'm sure there are so many things that I've completely forgotten about right now. And I'm going to get off this call and go, oh, I could have talked about that, but we'll just save it for another day. And if you have any tips or advice, um, what has worked for you, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Belle Vidiglione and you can find me on Instagram under Belle Vidiglione or you can come and hunt me down under the Camera Queen's Instagram. All right, have an amazing day. Hey, Camera Queen, thanks for tuning in. I hope this episode got you lit. Let's keep the fire burning, jump online and share your ideas with the Instaverse. Don't forget to tag me at Belvediglioni in your posts and stories so we can continue the conversation. Until next time.